Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Wow, what a day, what a day. Man, I want to thank all of you who served yesterday, and I know some of you weren't able to participate, but wow, what an amazing move of God we saw throughout the city. Also, Orange Park, St. John's. Come on, church, let's welcome in all of our locations right now. We are so glad that you're with us today, and what a serve day yesterday, huh? Just a couple of things I wanted to share. You know, we, we don't have time in this one service uh, to really talk about, you know, all that God did and all that you guys did in showing the love of Christ yesterday. So what we've kind of decided to do is uh, we're starting a brand new series in a couple of weeks. You're going to love this series. You know what it's called? It's called I Love My Church. I Love My Church. Now, now, now watch. Yes, thank you, the 10 of y'all. Everybody else better love their church, okay? So, and here's why. We, we love Jesus first and foremost, right? But Jesus said that I will build, watch this, my church. Not I will build a church or I will build the church. He said, I will build my church, possessive, my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And boy, we saw that yesterday, and we're gonna do a, a series on, man, what makes the church beautiful, and, and serving is one of those things. We're going to talk about diversity. We're going to talk about uh, acceptance and, 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 and just all kind of things that makes the church life-giving and beautiful. It makes us love Jesus' church. It makes us love what? My church. You're part of the church. You're an integral part, and we all are. And man, we saw the church in action yesterday. I'm gonna, we're going to get you some numbers uh, let me tell you a couple of cool things about yesterday you might not know about. How about this? Did you know that all of our locations, Zimbabwe, uh, Northern Ireland, Orlando, all the Celebration Church locations participated in Serve Day yesterday? Yeah. With, uh, with thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, Celebration Churchers out there serving their communities. Let me tell you something else cool that you might uh, not know. Did you know on a, I know that here in Jacksonville, I know that we did over a hundred different outreaches yesterday, but here's something that you might not know. We didn't just decide, hey, we're going to go here and we're going to go there, but several of those outreaches were given to us by the city. So uh, uh, Pastor Lisa, come on, let's give Lisa and her team a big, big hand. Also, Orange Park and St. John's, the outreach directors there. And Pastor Lisa, you did such an awesome job. Uh, she works hard, hard. And, and you might not know this, but a lot of those places that we went yesterday, you know, we go to the, some of the most crime-ridden, some of the most violent, some of the most needy areas in Jacksonville in our community and and some of you went there for the first time yesterday most of those outreaches we go there every week we go there every single week showing the love of God and uh, many of those outreaches that we did yesterday uh, were given to us by our city pastor Lisa and our team went to the mayor uh, went to the city office and said hey what are what do you guys need you know like you don't have the funds to you know paint this uh or redo this park, or what do you guys need? And they actually gave us 22 parks that they needed, uh, you know, whether paint or redone, 
or refurbishing, things like that. I think they gave us a couple of uh, houses and projects and different things around the city like that. Come on, we knocked out all 22 of them in Jesus' name. How about that? And uh, so think about that. I mean, that, that saved the city thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars if they would have had to hire uh, people to do that. So I wanted to just thank you for showing the love of God. And, and once again, we just made a huge, huge impact. And I want to let you know, man, that your reward is great. I, I, I was able to visit uh, about, I think about seven or eight outreaches yesterday. And uh, my last one was I was uh, at the skate park outreach uh, with some of the rioters over there. And uh, man, it was so, so hot. And I saw uh, this guy, this kid from Riot, man, carrying two, uh, two big crates of waters. Man, we gave out some water bottles yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a lot of water. It was, it was hot. And as he was carrying that up there, I thought about the scripture that Jesus said. He said, he said, I tell you the truth, even if you give a cup of water in my name, you will certainly not lose your reward. And God saw every act of service and kindness and love yesterday. And I want to tell you, great is your reward in heaven. I don't know how your earthly financial investment portfolio is looking, but I'm telling you, your heavenly investment portfolio is looking great. <laughs> After your service yesterday, and so I do want to say this, you'll see this. How many of you enjoyed what you did yesterday? Come on, give God a hand. All of our local, you enjoyed. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why you enjoyed that. Because the Bible says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. The reason that you feel good about serving others in your community is because we, that's what we're wired for. We're wired to serve. Jesus said the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. He came to serve. If Christ is in you, you are wired to serve. And so if you enjoyed that yesterday, you'll see that out there we have uh, at all of our locations, a serving expo. And you can sign up uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Maybe you can't do it every week. Maybe some of you could do an outreach, be part of one of our outreaches once a month. If your schedule is busy, you can at least sign up for our uh, serving teams here at the church. You saw the, the video there on our children's ministry. You can serve in kids. You can serve in media. You can serve in, in parking. Listen, we're, we're saved to serve. We're wired to serve. And uh, I want you to keep being the hands of feet in Jesus. It's not only for those that you serve, but you know what? It's for you. It's for you. And it gives us an experience. It helps us to identify with Jesus because he's a servant. And it's what we're wired to do. It's a huge part of our purpose. Also, I want to say this, because of that serving expo, some of you here at the arena, possibly there at St. John's and, and Orange Park, it might have been a little bit congested traffic coming in, and it might have been, I just want to let you know, it's not going to be like that next week, okay? Two things are at play here, okay? We have the serving expo, which people spent extra time looking at outside. And secondly, your pastor is back from Africa, and which is a whole, which is a whole nother thing, man. I mean, listen, church, some of y'all don't know this. We have Celebration Church Zimbabwe, who participated in Serve Day yesterday. Listen to this. It's hard to get your mind around this. Our church there is over 2,000 people, over 2,000 people meet on Sunday at 18 different locations. 
all of those locations, like seat 100, some seat 200, our biggest one, the hub, might seat 250 or 300 people. Over 2,000 people meet in those uh, locations. And Celebration Church volunteers serve meals to over 21,000 children Monday through Friday. It's hard to get your mind around that. Unless you, unless you go over there, but, but, but I, I want to thank you for your giving. And listen, we've got that, that, they've done so much with so little over there. They really do. They, they need a building. And uh, for just about a million dollars, man, we can build them a really nice 1,000-seat sanctuary uh, there at the hub, which would really facilitate so much more ministry and all that. So I just thank God that God has sent one of you here today to write that million-dollar check right? Hey, one day somebody's going to write a million dollar check to the church. Come on, we all believe that? We all believe that? And, uh, but I'm going to talk about that later. And what we're going to do about Serve Day is in the series, I'm back to this, that we're kicking off in a couple of weeks. I love my church. We're going to have a three or four minute video clip uh, where I'm interviewing Lisa and she's going to help all of our, our church become familiar with all of these outreaches that we're doing on a regular basis. It, it is amazing the life change that's going on. You know, some of these parks that we're redoing that the city has given up on, some of these parks that we're redoing, and then we go and we do like summer night lights, and then on the weekends we occupy them with outreaches and, and feeding kids and just being there to love on kids and letting them play basketball and stuff. Do you know that now that the city has seen when we occupy a park, the crime rate goes down? because a lot of the drug dealing goes on in the, in, in the park. And so also there's, there's less kids getting on drugs, which leads to less violent behavior. Come on, I'm talking about being part of the solution, church, being part of the solution. And I'm telling you, we're, we're, so we're gonna show you all that we're doing and, and the strip clubs and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, our strip club ministry, that is a ladies-only ministry. I, I see some of you guys were finally ready to sign up for our outreach ministries, but so ladies, we, we wanna make you aware of what you're giving to and what you're doing and how you're making a difference, and we wanna keep that going for the long term. So we're, we're gonna celebrate that today, and I'm gonna talk a little bit, uh, man, just about your life and uh, just having the attitude that, you know what, I'm not gonna let the world, all the negativity going on in the world affect me, but I'm gonna affect my world. And you know, back in Genesis, when God created Adam, he breathed life into Adam. He became a living soul, and he put Adam in a garden. That's a picture of God's original intent that God wants to see flourishing in our lives, gardens. He wants to see flourishing in our communities full of life and, and that picture of a, of a garden. And I just want to thank many of you yesterday for literally getting into some of those dry places and literally doing landscaping and, and planting uh, a garden there. But that's God's original intent in our own lives and in our community. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. Let me read you just a few scriptures, all right? And, uh, and then we're going to go to Ezekiel 37. So... Go to Ezekiel 37. Once again, remember next week, the parking, you're going to flow. You're just going to flow right in here when you come in here. Um, we just went a little late because of the expo today. 
So uh, go to Ezekiel 37, verse one. Stay there. Let me read you a few scriptures first, okay? Jesus, Matthew 20, verse 26, he says, whoever desires to become great among you. Everybody say great. Come on, how many of you want to become great? Some of you are like, is that, isn't that like pride or something like that? Can I raise my hand? Let me put it this How many of you want to become successful? How many of you want to thrive in your purpose? That's what this is talking about here. Jesus, he's not, he, he, he's, he's actually encouraging this. He's condoning this. He says, hey, you want to be great? You want to live a great life? You want to be successful, be effective? He, he says this. Is, he says, okay, if you want to be great, let him who desires to be great among you look. Let him be, be what? Your servant. Your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to what? Serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says this. It says, I beseech you, therefore, celebration church, by the mercies of God, that you stop acting crazy. Now it's only for a few of you, just a few. But look, that, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is what? Your reasonable service. There's a, there's a serving uh, component there in just our overall worship of God, that lifestyle. Now go to, it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by doing what Pastor Stovall says, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And hope, hopefully, many of you yesterday, as, as you saw and you renewed your mind, and yes, serving is, is it's, it's part of what I'm wired to do, what happened. You went out there, you felt good about it, you, you, you saw that, that was proved to you that part of, the will, part of the will of God for your life is to serve others. And now Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Everybody say good works. For good works. Now, we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace. But we are created for good works. We are created to do what we did yesterday, and that on a sustainable basis. We're created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk. Everybody say walk. That we should walk in them. I want to talk to you for a few moments today about having the life of God in your life and in your community and really having that Christ-like attitude that says, I'm not going to let the negative culture and the negativity in my world affect me, but I'm going to be an agent of change and affect the world around me. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, for these next 20 minutes or so, God, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to speak to us God, I thank you that you've called us to purpose, to serve, Lord, to experience the abundant life that you have for us. God, I just pray that every person in their soul and their life and in their community, God, that you give them that vision for a flourishing garden, Lord, for abundance to be in that area of their life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen and amen. Now, look, I'm going to do a verse by verse here. Ezekiel chapter 37, we're going to look for the, go, go through the first 10 verses, and, uh, and I'm going to go through them quick, so I need you to be with me, all right? Because now look, it, it, uh, I've been in Africa preaching, okay? So when you're in Africa, all right, you know, you preach like three hours every service, all right? So if y'all want to get out of here on time, 
we got to roll. We got to roll. You ready? You ready? We're going we're gonna to have to roll. So I need everybody to tune in. It's a trip, man, because you go to Africa. I mean, what I've learned to do is I just start in Genesis, and I preach for about an hour, and then I kind of check in with everybody, and they're like, like looking at me like, you're not done yet, are you? know, I just keep going, getting to the prophets, you know, two, two and a half. Finally get to the gospels. I kind of look at them like, you know, how's everybody doing? And then, you know, somebody will say something like, Pastor, I walked three days just to hear your message. So I'm back down in the gospel now, you know, three hours, four hours. I'm in Revelations. I'm preaching about stuff I don't even know about. I'm making stuff up, you know what I'm saying? So I got to get out of the three-hour flow and get back in the 35-minute flow, okay? So I just kind of need everybody to lean in and tune in. And what I've, I've entitled this message, you ready for this? You're going to love it. I've entitled this message, It's All Coming Together. It's All Coming Together. Come on, fist bump your neighbor. Say, it's all coming together. That's right. The fist bump is still on. It's celebration. Some of y'all aren't. Listen, 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 listen. It's not a touch your neighbor. We don't do touch your neighbor here because you might be sitting next to somebody weird and I'm like, touch your neighbor. And that person's like, eh, let me touch you. Eh. But we do do fist bump your neighbor, you know? So then you can fist bump them, but then if they're acting up, you know, you fist bump and then you, you, know, you just pop them. So it's all coming together. And here in Ezekiel chapter 37, you know, the Israel here, Israel is really in a state of, of disrepair. Israel has gotten into sin and disobedience and they've, they, want, they, they want to come out. They want to get back into that fresh relationship with God. They, they want to get into his abundant life and blessing, but they've kind of lost hope and they've kind of fallen into this place just kind of, uh, of dysfunction and, and accepting mediocrity. They've kind of gotten themselves in a mess and they've just kind of accepted, you know, this is my mess and, and, and this is just kind of where we are. And, and I don't know, maybe there's some people here today and, and, and you've made some messes with your life and you've just kind of, kind of settled into a place of mediocrity. Well, listen, I have good news for you today is that even though God didn't create your mess, he wants to clean up your mess and God is into cleaning up messes. And here's what I want. We just, we just read that in Matthew chapter 20. I want you to get your, your fire back. I want you to get your desire back. Jesus says, whoever desires among you to be great. He didn't say, hey, whoever just wants to live in mediocrity. Listen, God has not called you to mediocrity. You have a purpose you're a son of God or you're a daughter of God. God has great things for your life. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we'll do what, the, the, what Israel did here in Ezekiel 37. And we just kind of slip in to the, I call it the dysfunctive funk. I try to make, I'm, I'll make up words right now. I will make up words. Dysfunctive. A dysfunctive funk. Can we make a song out of that? Dysfunctive funk. I just, uh, th th that's one of the best words I've made up in a long time. But anyway, I I Israel here is dry 
and dead, and, and God's given Ezekiel this uh, apocalyptic vision here. And here's the good news. What happens is when we get into that place of just, we've settled into mediocrity through our whatever, our own mistakes, our own messes, we just can't seem to get out of that rut or get out of that thing or get that sin behind us. We can't seem to get victory over that addiction. We can't seem to put that pain behind us. We just can't seem to, like, like our, our, our marriage, it's like we think it's getting better, then it falls back in or there's something with your kids or there's some person in your life that's causing you so much pain and you just kind of slip into this mediocrity and you start losing your hope and, and you start getting into a season of dryness, but the good news is that God loves you and he will not leave you there and he will bring you a prophetic word like he's about to bring Israel through the prophet that tells them this, listen, you, you might be in a funk right now, but I have not called you to stay there. And this is the vision that he's given Ezekiel. Look what it says, verse, verse one in chapter 37. It says, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by. Everybody say pass by. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. So watch this. God gives him this vision, and he shows him the state of the way things are. He brings him to a valley. I'm sure there's many of you in here today, and you would say that your life right now, you're, you're not having a mountaintop experience. You're, you're down in a valley. You're in a low place. You're, 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 you're at a low place or a low season in your life with something. And in that valley, you know what? You just see dead. You see dry bones. I mean, basically what God is doing, he gives Ezekiel this vision, this picture. It's a graveyard. He's at a low place. He's basically looking at a graveyard. And I don't know, maybe you're in here today and you're in that low place and you're looking at different areas in your life and it's like a graveyard. It's like your marriage is dead or you, you can't seem to break through in your career or, or, or hold down this job or whatever that thing is or there's, there, there's something on the inside, that besetting sin or that, that pain or that issue or whatever. Like, like you're just looking like, man, this is like a graveyard. There's like these graveyards in my life. Here's the thing about graveyards, okay? God never wants you to stay in a graveyard. He brought Ezekiel down here. You know what he said? He brought him down in the spirit of the Lord and he calls me to pass by. You might be in a graveyard right now in your life, but God has not called you to stay there. Look, you're just passing by. Come on, fist bump your neighbor, say I'm passing by. Say I'm passing by. I'm passing by, man, this don't look good. This doesn't feel good. This is not what I was expecting. I was not expecting that phone call. I, I was not expecting this curveball. This thing didn't work out. Man, I'm in this valley. I'm in this lone point. It's like a graveyard in my life. But you know what? God's not called me to stay in a graveyard. I'm just passing by. I'm just passing by. You know why? Because God's not called us to experience graveyards He's called us to experience gardens. And I'm telling you with God, if you will have faith, he will turn your graveyard into a garden. You're just passing by. Oh, is somebody gonna clap today? I'll, huh? What's wrong with y'all? 
can see your graveyard turned into a garden by the power of God. And listen, if you choose to stay there, that's your choice. But what God would say to you is if, if you're following me, if you're letting me lead you, we're not staying in this graveyard. We're not staying in this valley. We're not staying in this low point. No, 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 no. We're just passing by. Come on, when I walk through the waters, I will not drown. When I go through the fire, I will not be burnt. Look, you're just passing by. You're passing by. You're not going to stay there. You're not going to stay in that low place. God's going to bring you out. Man, you know what we did yesterday, church? Orange Park, St. John's, Orlando, Northern Ireland, Zimbabwe, here at the arena. You know what we did? We went out and we saw some graveyards. But through faith and the love of God, we didn't see graveyards, did we? We saw gardens. We're seeing transformation in our communities. We're seeing transformation in our neighborhoods. And I want to let you know that that same transformation can happen in your life. Look what happens right here. I love this. I love this. Okay, I'm in this graveyard. I don't want to be here, Lord. I'm passing by. Watch. I'm passing by, God. So how do we like get through this as quick as possible? Come on, how many of you ever prayed that prayer to God? I'm in this deal, God. I'm in this trial. All right, this is going to hurt. So what do I need to do to get through this thing as quick as possible. God's gonna give that instruction to Ezekiel right here. Look what he says to me. He says, uh, in verse three, he said, he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh Lord God, you know. I think that's how we would answer God, huh? Can these bones live? Is this a trick question? Ah, uh, you know, Lord. But it's interesting. God says, son of man, can, can these bones live? And I think for many, God, God didn't say, uh, can, can, can the bones live? God said, can these bones live? And I think for many of us, we know that God can do great things. We know that God can bring the dead to life. We know that God can, can do miracles. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we see bones raised and life come. We see other people healed. We see other marriages be blessed. We see other finances be blessed. But sometimes when it comes to these bones, my marriage, my hurt, my past, what they did to me, my parents, whatever that thing, sometimes we... It's, we have a hard time believing, can these bones live again? Can my issues be healed? Can these bones live? God instructs him. I want to tell you, your issues can be healed. Your bones can live. I'm not talking about someone else's issues. Your graveyards can be turned into gardens. If you'll continue to follow God, and walk by faith and just simply believe what God says is going to come to pass even though you don't see it right now. Come on, can you give God a, a hand for that? 
So fist bump the other neighbor that you've been avoiding. <laughs> I love watching people when I say fist bump your neighbor. Some of you are like, it's almost like you do this. And say, hey, these bones are going to live. Tell them, say, I don't know about your bones, but my bones are going to live. These bones, these bones. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, man, stop taking yourself so seriously. I can't wait. Football season, I'll see you in the stadium. Ah! Yeah, you don't even know the person. You're like kissing them. You're like, you're like, ah, ah. But you come to church. We're going to. We're going to get our sour face on. I don't know about all this fifth bump your neighbor stuff. I'm not, I'm not participating. God. Look what he says here. Remember this. When you're passing through, there's things you must do. Oh yeah, that rhymed. I made that up on the spot. I'll drop a rhyme like a dime every time. Is it, is it, is it? <laughs> hey, I was at the Eureka Gardens block party yesterday. You talk about some rap, man. We were throwing down. I almost had to, almost had to go up there as guest DJ, but they didn't let me. They're like, look, maybe next time. But Remember this, though. When you're passing through, there's things you must do. And God is going to give basically Ezekiel. He's going to give him three things here. We wanna, we look, we're going to get out of this, Ezekiel. We're going to get you out of this. We're going to get the church out of this. But here's what needs to happen. First thing, look, at it, look what he says. It says, and again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones. Prophesy to these bones. And look at this. Say to them, everybody say, say. Say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. See, too many of us, we're speaking about our problems instead of speaking to our problems. Too many of us, we're, sp we're, we're speaking about what's wrong with us, what we think is wrong with other people, what is wrong with the world. We're speaking about how bad this community is and about how bad this violence is and about how bad, oh my gosh, the Supreme Court. Oh, the Supreme, oh, 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 I understand. Look, let me, look, look, time out, man, watch. The Supreme Court wasn't debating what Scripture says. Listen, the world is going to be the world and the church is going to be the church. Good. Jesus, Jesus said it, the world's going to keep getting darker, but you know what? The church is going to keep coming more into the fullness of God. So we can sit here all day long 
along and speak about how bad everything is, or we can start speaking to those things by the power of God and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what the world is doing. I'm telling you, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And I'm speaking revival in marriages between a man and a woman. I'm speaking revival to fathers and dads. Dads are gonna stop leaving their wives. They're gonna stop leaving their kids. They're gonna get saved. There's gonna be a revival in the family. There's gonna be a revival in the neighborhood. There's gonna be a revival I'm not speaking about it. I'm speaking to it by the power in the word of God. Victor, give me a hit. It's all, oh, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. We might not see it yet, but it's all coming together. I'm telling you, God has a plan. God's not upset. God's not nervous. God's not freaked out. He's sitting on the throne and he's in charge. This is Victor from Brazil. So, <laughs> so I just pulled him out at the last service. Like, you know, y'all know this is all, we didn't plan this, right? So I pulled him out the last service. So we're kind of in training. But Victor is, he's aggressive. He likes the spotlight, okay? So we're gonna, we, we're gonna get you out of okay? We, go back behind those curtains till you see me. <laughs> oh man why stop talking about how bad your marriage is and start talking to your marriage you know what Lord I thank you that you've called me to love my wife you've called me to lay down my life Lord and, and right now I feel like our marriage is, is so whatever but God here's what I know I know you know how to raise the dead to life. My marriage looks like a graveyard, Lord, but I know you can turn it into a garden. I know you don't want it to stay like this, God. I'm just passing through. Are you following me? Lord, I know that this situation, this sin, this addiction, it's man, it's, it's tormenting me, but God, I thank you that who the sun sets free is free indeed. Listen, you need to start saying that you're free, even if you're not acting free, that you're free. Man, that you're not gonna let this thing control you, that you're gonna do, you're gonna get to the altar every week. You're gonna, if it's an addiction, you're going to get in a 12-step. You're going to get in an AA meeting, but you're going to speak to your speak to your issues, the word and the promises of God. And I'm telling you, every graveyard in your life can become a garden. That is God's original intent, abundant life. You got to speak to it. You know, I was in Africa. Okay, first of all, can I just go 10 minutes long today? 10 minutes, listen, I've been preaching three hours. 
a sermon in Africa. So can I just, I, I got to wean myself. So even, I like, instead of 35 minutes, 45 minutes feels real short. So can I just have another 10 minutes before you go out into the 110 degree heat? But I'm thinking about this, you know, it's so funny. Like we, like we speak to things, you know, I was hunting in Africa. I was hunting animals. <sighs> Don't you judge me. Don't you give me that look of judgment, Okay. If I don't shoot this wildebeest, he is going to be eaten by a lion or a crocodile. I'm helping him out, and I'm feeding starving children in the process. Don't you make those kids go hungry. <laughs> but it's so funny. Those wildebeest, men, they won't stay still. They won't, and I'm constantly speaking to him. Stay still. Stay still. Stay still. Stay still. You need to. Your time is done. Stay still. This, this, this will be a lot easier than a lion or a croc. Just stay still, stay still, stay still. But it's so funny how I realize, watch, 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 watch. When I have a target, when I have a goal, and I, there's a reward there, man, I'm not speaking to myself. Move here, move there. It's funny how I'm, I'm talking to the issue. Listen. Get your target on those things that are hindering you from God's best and you start speaking to that issue. And even though it looks like a graveyard now, I'm telling you, God will turn it into a garden. Come on, can you give me my hand for that? Let me get you. What it says here. Look, say, he says, oh, so he says, uh, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you shall live. You shall live. You shall go from graveyard to garden. These communities, they shall live. If you'll speak the word of God, you shall live. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And look how this happens. It says this, it says, then you shall know that I am the Lord. Look, so I prophesied as I was commanded. I love this. And as I prophesied, so what's he doing? He's speaking the word of the Lord. Like I'm speaking the word of the Lord to you. Like you're going to speak the word of the Lord to your issues. Now look at this. As I prophesied, there was a noise. So he didn't see any change. Oh, but he heard the change. See, he heard before he saw, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As soon as he started speaking the word of God, say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. The prodigal son said, I will say to myself, get up now and go back to my father's house. As soon as he began to speak the word of the Lord, then guess what? Then he could hear the word of the Lord. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Stop speaking the negative. Stop speaking about the problem. You start speaking to the problem. You start getting in the word of God. Transform your mind. Get yourself to church. You don't miss a Sunday. And all of a sudden, watch, all of a sudden, it's going to be different. I got faith to believe this now. 
I got faith I can be free. I got faith this can be healed. I got faith that my, this can happen in my business. I have faith now because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Look what happens next. Come on, seven, seven more minutes. Can I have seven more? Seven more minutes. I love this. There was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together. You see, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. Your situation, it's all coming together. Now watch, the bones came together, but look what it says. It says bone to bone. Indeed, as I, indeed, as I looked, the sinews and flesh came upon them and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. There was no breath in them. In other words, man, I can see it now. It's all coming together. I heard, I responded in faith. I spoke the word of the Lord, but watch, watch. But now I see the form, but there's no real life yet. In other words, the bodies were formed, but they weren't filled. See, there's a lot of people in churches, they have the form, but they're not filled. The Bible says in the last days they'll have a form of godliness, but they'll deny the power thereof. What is this about? The first thing was about your words, the second thing is about your worship. Everybody say your worship. Listen, we are not gonna be a church that has a form, but we're not filled. And let me tell you how we get filled. We not only get filled, we come in and we worship God and we experience his breath, but the way that you get filled is by doing what so many of you did yesterday. You get out there. The Bible says that those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed. The reason why so many of you that served yesterday are refreshed today is because you got filled. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. He didn't say out of your belly will be reservoirs of living water. You know why? Because reservoirs don't flow. What Jesus was saying is if you want to keep being filled and filled and filled and experience the power of God, you've got to get out there where my rivers can flow, where there are graveyards and bring life. Oh, what was in the Garden of Eden? There wasn't four reservoirs in the Garden of Eden. No, there were four rivers in the Garden of Eden. And when you've got the rivers of the Holy Spirit, you can make any graveyard a garden. Come on, church. Look what he says. Verse 9, he said, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds. Oh, breathe and breathe on these slain that they may live. It's interesting, you know. As followers of Christ, we're used to the breath of God filling us on the inside, and that's part of it. But God tells Ezekiel here, this breath, it's on the outside. It's in the four corners. It's out there in the communities. Yesterday, when we went out to all the different communities, you know, we were going out into the breath of God because the Son of Man came not to be served 
but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Church, I'm telling you, when we get inward, it's over. Inward equals over. God has not called us. Jesus did not die for a Sunday pew-sitting book club. God needs your words. He needs your worship, not only on the inside, but the outside. And you know what God needs? Look at verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me. Breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet. Look at this. An exceedingly great book club. An exceedingly great study group. And it, an exceedingly great what? Army. What do armies do? They fight. Man, there's some things that are worth fighting for. Your marriage is worth fighting for. Your kids are worth fighting for. These communities, our neighborhoods, they're worth fighting for. Our youth is worth fighting for. You find God has called us to be exceedingly what kind of army? Great. What did Jesus say? Whoever desires to be great must what? Must serve. Church, here's what I'm asking you to do today. Well, and look at this. They stood upon their feet. What does the Bible say? In Ephesians 2, 10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should what? Walk in them. You can't walk in God's good works until you get up on your feet you know what that symbolizes? You getting out there in the breath of God. Here's what God needs. You wanna see your personal graveyards turned into gardens. God needs your words to line up with him. He needs your worship to line up with him inside and outside, a lifestyle of worship. And you know what? He needs your works. You're not saved by works, but man, you were designed for good works. I'm here to tell you today, we're celebrating what God did, but man, I'm recruiting. God wants an exceedingly great army. I'm asking you to sign up for an outreach team. Even if you do it once a month, sign up for a serving ministry team. Church, listen to me. Your graveyard's in your life. It's your choice. You can stay in that valley or you can just be passing through. And I'm telling you, the difference between staying and passing through, give me that scripture back up here. The difference between staying and passing through is purpose. It's purpose. Look at this. Uh-uh, go to Ezekiel. Verse 10, look. It's purpose. It's purpose. If you want to pass through, you, you got to get involved in what God is doing in his move, in his army. That's what I'm trying to tell you today. And here's what I want to say. Look, you see that? See that picture up there? All of our locations. Look at that. That's symbolic on so many ways. The church was never designed to be contained in a building. It was never designed to come here for an hour and 20 minutes a week and sit. It was designed to be without walls and army going out in the community and in the world. Oh, God's about to change some graveyards. There's some gardens springing up. There's some gardens springing up in your life. There's gardens springing up in Jacksonville. How many of you right now, listen, I'm asking you to be part of this great army. This army doesn't fight with human weapons. We have spiritual weapons. 
We have the love of Jesus. We have the Word of God. I'm asking you to join this army today so that you can see the graveyards in your own life turn into gardens. If that's you, if you'd say, Stovall, whether it's weekly, whether it's once a month, according to your schedule, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join a, a serving team or an outreach team in some way, shape, or form. I want you to raise a hand right now. I want you to raise a hand. I pray, I pray to God that everybody be part of God's army because I'm telling you, that's where the life is. It's where the gardens are. It's connected to purpose. It's what you're wired to do. If you don't have time to stop by the expo and see all the different missions and outreaches and ministry teams, look, if you don't have time, just fill out your connection card and just say, I want to serve. We'll contact you. Just leave us your email or mobile number. We'll contact you. We'll talk to you and get you in a serving team or an outreach team that, that, that you want to be a part of. Remember, According to your schedule, some people like to do it weekly. Some people like to do it every other week. Some people like to do it once a month. I'm just asking you to be part. Be part of the solution. And let's take what happened yesterday. Come on, and let's make it all year round. Can you give God a big hand for that? Okay, bow your heads. Bow your heads. We're almost, we're almost finished, but this is the most important part of today. Listen to me at all of our locations. If you're away from God today, maybe you're one of those people and you're like, Stovall, I'm, I've been coming to church. I might kind of be like that person that I have the form. I come to church and stuff, but I haven't really been filled. I haven't really filled my life with Jesus, really surrendered to Jesus. Or maybe you were walking with God at one time and you've drifted far from God and you know you need to recommit your life to Jesus. You need a fresh start with God today. You know who you are. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you say, Stovall, that's me, I'm, I'm in one of those areas. I need a fresh start with God, either surrendering my life to Jesus for the first time, or I've drifted from God. I need to recommit my life to Jesus and get refreshed and refilled today. If that's you, would you slip up a hand right now at all of our locations? Yes, 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 yes. Raise them high. Hands are going up all over the place. Now you can put them down. Put them down and look up here at me. This is very important. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to close this service. If you raised your hand, or if you know you should have raised your hand, I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, I want you to come up here publicly in front of all these people, all the people at your location, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and we're going to close this service with that prayer, with you having a fresh start with God. And here's why that's important. Jesus said, you know, if you confess me before men, this is in the Bible, Red, word, red letters, straight words from Jesus. If you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. And what Jesus was saying was, if your surrender or commitment to him is sincere, if it's genuine in your heart, then you won't mind making that public in front of other people. It's very, very important. There's a powerful transformation that happens when you go public for Jesus. So on the count of three, I'm not going to do this twice, okay? On the count of three, if you raise your hand, you need to go public to, for Jesus. I want you to come to this altar or the altar in front of your campus. Are you ready? One, two, three. Right now, come down. Here, here they come, everybody. Give my hand. Come on, come on down. Come on down. Orange Park, St. John's. Come on, they're coming down from the balconies right now. Come on, you need to go public. You need to go public for Jesus. Come on, church, isn't this awesome? Give them a hand. Give them a hand, man. Heaven 
church rejoicing right now. Hey, we're seeing some graveyards turn to gardens right here in front of us. Come on, come on, they're still coming. Keep coming, keep coming. Church, give me one more good, good clap. Come on, Orange Park, St. John's. Wow, isn't this awesome? This is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. We're about to see some beautiful gardens happen, life happen right here. Now, at all of our locations, uh, Brad, Q, Josh, I'm going to lead everybody in a prayer, in this prayer, and then you guys can take it from there. But I want to say this. I'm, I'm saying this now when people come forward and go public for Jesus. It's so important that, like, unless you're from out of town or, you know, you're, you are out of town next weekend, it's so important that you come back to church. How many of y'all had the experience you make a commitment to God, you surrender to Jesus, and what happens that week? The enemy comes in, discourages you. He will do everything he can to keep you out of church next week because every time you come to church and get strengthened by God, see, it's all coming together. Every time we come together, man, God, you get more empowered, you get more filled, you get uh, grounded and rooted in the purposes of God. It's just right now in your heart, say, I'm coming back next week. Just make that commitment. Right now, you're going to come back. Let me lead you in a prayer right now. I want you to repeat it. Just mean it with all your heart. And uh, it's not really the words. It's just you meaning it in your heart. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10.9, it says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. And that's happening for so many people or people recommitting to God right now. So church, let's all say this prayer so we can just help along maybe some of the people here today who might be praying a prayer like this for the very first time, okay? Bow your heads, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin and I surrender my life to you. Lord, I follow you. From this day forward, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Lord, I thank you that you love me and you have forgiven me of all of my sins. I'm forgiven. I have eternal life. I am a child of God. And Lord, from this day forward, you are first in my life. Lord, I thank you for your love, and I thank you for your mercy. Jesus is my Lord. Thank you for a fresh start and a new day. In Jesus' name. Come on, amen and amen. Let's give my hand, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.